0: The following is a presentation of Amarillo Fellowship, a community dedicated to spreading the love and hope of Christ. For more information and other podcasts, visit AmarilloFellowship.com. If you have your Bibles, turn with me to 1 Corinthians chapter 13, the love chapter, because we're beginning a new series today called I Love My Church. Now you see the heart, but that heart represents love. And let me just start off by saying I love. Love my church. I do. I I I love. I love everything about this church. I and I love the church, all the people of God. But I really especially love this church and the people that are in here. I mean, what's not to love? Amen. Look at yourself and go, hey, what's not to love? You know what? In fact, if you're a little dealing with some insecurity and some inferiority, you need to get up in the morning and go, man, what is not to love? Girl or guy, you are looking awesome today. You are looking amazing today. What's not to love? In this church, people that have decided to make this their church home are some of the most loving, some of the most kind, some of the most friendly, some of the most party-waiting-to-happen type people that you will ever see or ever find. It's amazing. I love my church, but listen, this isn't my church because I'm the lead pastor of this church. This is my church. (laughs) Some of you weren't sure about that. This is my church because this is part of the, the local church of the church that God has called me to. And just like God has placed me in this church, God has placed you in this church. Now you may think, well, no, somebody invited me and I just showed up. No, I believe that God places his children in local bodies. And I believe that God's called you. Therefore, this is your church. This is our church. And I pray that you get a sense of belonging, that you will be able to say, I love my church. So I love my church. Now, look, if you're not there, I pray that by the time this series is done, that you will be to the place where you are skipping to get here on Sunday mornings. That you don't care about the problems that are going on. Because have you noticed on Sunday morning how many problems show up in your life? I mean, the baby that didn't poop in his diapers all week long in, in, in wrong times, so, well, he pooped hopefully during the week, but at wrong times, suddenly has an explosion and gets all over his new outfit on your way to church. That, that you haven't had a fight with your spouse all week long, but as you're getting ready, they're just aggravating you. The devil's constantly trying to do things. And so I pray that when you begin to get a revelation of God's love for us, that you will love your church also. Because listen, it's actually, it is actually our expression of love, one for another, that is our expression of love for God. In other words, the way that we're loving one another, when we're loving one another, we're actually loving God. Listen, you can't dislike and hate the people of God and then turn around and say that you love God. You can't, because we all are, every one of us here today that are followers of Jesus Christ, we are the body of Christ. You and I collectively, together, we make up the body of Christ. The Bible also says that we're the bride of Christ. Now, guys don't typically like to be in that camp, that we're the bride of Christ, but that's what we are. And listen, you don't jack with someone's bride. You can say mean things about me all day long, and I really am going to be fine with it, but you mess with my wife, and we're going to have... A come to Jesus meeting we're going Old Testament you know what I'm talking about so we're the body of Christ we're the bride of Christ so our part and our role in the body of Christ is very important you, you may think well my part's so insignificant there are no insignificant parts in the body of Christ several years ago right after Pam and I got married I messed up my knee had surgery on my knee just a small ligament that you can't even see with the naked eye wasn't working Now, because of that today, I am not the athlete that I used to be. You know, the older you get, the better you were. You know how that works? But I'm not the athlete that I used to be because of one small part. So there are no small parts in the body of Christ. That's why in the last series, we unpacked the importance of learning how to give Learning how to serve, learning how to grow, because in Matthew 25, Jesus said that when you've done it unto the least of these, in other words, when we do things for and with one another, that's when we're doing things unto him. And it's the revelation of God's love that fills our hearts, that empowers us to love others. It really is. Don't think that, well, one of these days I'm going to have enough love for some unloving people that I work with. Look, it's the revelation of God's love that empowers us to love even people who are unlovable to give to them and to serve them. And that's why I want to pick up in this series where we left off in the last series was with 1 Corinthians chapter 13, verse 11. And it says this, that when I was a child, I spoke as a child, understood as a child, I thought as a child but when I became a man I put away childish things See again it's it's interesting that in the middle of this chapter on love where love is being explained where love is patient and it's kind it's gentle it doesn't seek its own way it isn't rude it doesn't keep record of wrongs that it always hopes it always trusts and always perseveres this Chapter is basically laying out for you and I a template of what our love should look like so that when we look into chapter 13 of first Corinthians we should see ourselves operating in that kind of love and when we don't we shouldn't just go well That's just the way that I am I've got anger issues because I'm Irish Or I've, I've got these issues because of the way my father or my mother was no offense to Irish people here today <laughs> I think y'all get the the analogy But it's something that we can look at, creates a template that we can grade ourselves against. And then towards the end of this chapter, it says that when I was a child, I spoke, I understood and thought as a child. But when I became a man, I put away childish things. Now this isn't a verse or a statement of masculinity. It's a statement of maturity. That when I matured and I began to understand some things about life, When I began to understand some things about the Christian life, when I grew in my revelation of God's love for me, it changed the way I talked. It changed the way that I understood, and it changed the way that I thought. Now instead of life being just about me, how many of you know life's not just about you? Instead of it just being about me, where I'm impatient and I'm unkind to others, where I'm I'm rude at times and where I'm self-seeking, suddenly I became more patient. And I became more forgiving. Because I matured, I put away childish, self-centered things. See, and while we may not be walking in the full measure of that kind of love yet, the kind of love that God has for you and I, I think we begin to get small insights into this kind of love. In in fact, we begin to kind of get a glimpse of what it's like with our children. You know, when moms, what moms endure and put up with for nine months of pregnancy the hours of labor that they go through wow and what dads have to put up with for nine months and the labor (laughs) okay maybe it's not quite as bad for the dads in the early stages but then comes the dirty diapers then comes the waking up in the middle of the night now how many of you dads by a show of hands you changed some dirty diapers and you got up a few times in the middle of the night not too many okay And while it's hard to do all those things in raising children, we do it because of the love that's in our heart for them. We sacrifice for them because we love them. We'll go out of our way. We'll drive them around, get them involved in sports, get them involved in piano lessons because of our love for them. We continue to give to them through the adolescent. We continue to give even during the teenage years, right? Reason why? Because we love them. Have you ever noticed that brothers and sisters don't carry the same level of sacrifice for their siblings as parents do? At least the way in my family. They might begin to show love as they begin to grow and mature, but until that love is mature, it's still very self-focused. See, the church should be the most loving environment in the world. Now, I don't think there's anyone here today that would disagree with that, but what we think that we actually mean by that is the church this... Phantom organization this thing over there these that those leaders that pastor that church over there now They should be loving and when they're not we want to sit back and criticize it But what followers of Christ often fail to recognize is that we are? the church The church is not the building. It's not the service. It's not events that we do. It's who we are We are the church that it's our responsibility to love And not because we heard some message or because we thought that it's what we needed to do now that we're followers of Jesus Christ. We should be loving because loving is what people who are walking in the revelation of God's love do. They're not trying to love. Love is the response, the maturing process in their life as they take hold of the revelation of God's love for them. When we are not mature in the revelation of God's love, it's about self what have you done for me lately? Right? But as we grow and mature in the revelation of God's love, we become a man. We mature and we begin to put away childish things. When that happens, love becomes the natural response. It's a reflex, if you will. It literally becomes an involuntary action based upon a stimulus see when motivation or motive is love there are certain responses or reflexes that begin to happen in our lives naturally a reflex is an involuntary response to a stimulus it's not something that you even think about something happens to you or around you and you don't even have to think about it you just respond like if I were to throw this to you okay not very much response on that side But if I were to throw this to you, a response. Good job, Joe. Throw it back up here to me, buddy. Thank you. I need that other one back, too, because i got to use this in the second illustration. Thank you. There's a response. Now, some of you, when I did this thing, you flashed back to grade school and line ball, right, when you weren't very athletic and you were the kid that got pummeled all the time. So as I began to throw it, you went, ah! Do you realize with a little baby that if I were to throw that at a little baby, the baby wouldn't respond? There's a response that we grow. You know, one of the, have you ever been to the doctor where they did the reflex test on your knee? I hate that test. Just the anticipation of them taking that little rubber mallet. You're sitting there, you know, on the table, and they're going to take that little rubber mallet, and you're just waiting for it to happen. You're tense and all this stuff. And they take that little rubber mallet, and they just come down and boom, and your knee goes boom, <laughs> right out, right? Sometimes they do it. You want to kick the doctor, right, as it goes out. You didn't plan to do it. You didn't think, okay, he's about ready to hit my knee. As soon as he hits my knee, my response is I'm supposed to flick out my leg. It's just a reflex. Same way when you blink. You know, something starts hovering near your eyes. The ball whizzed by you just now. You know, or your eyes get real dry. You just blink. In fact, as I'm saying the word blink, you're thinking, I need to blink now, right? You don't think about it. It's an involuntary response. You see, when the motivation is love... There are certain behaviors or responses that happen because of love. When you understand how much and how perfectly God loves you in spite of your performance, in spite of what you did last night, in spite of your behavior, you respond in love. There's a reflex that happens, an involuntary response to a stimulus. It creates an automatic, unthinking behavior or response. See, it's automatic. You don't have to think about it. Your loving behavior is a response that happens because God's love is in you. See, when you start doing things motivated by love, when love becomes your motivation, giving, serving, and growing is a reflex that naturally happens. And it's the result of right motives. You don't have to talk yourself into being loving. You don't have to talk yourself into giving you don't have to talk yourself into serving you don't have to talk yourself into Controlling your anger you don't have to talk yourself into being kind. It's a reflex It's a response knowing how much God loves you knowing how much God has given to you knowing how much God has actually served You knowing how kind God is towards you causes you to respond It's a reflex the right motivation for everything that we do as a church is love trust and being thankful and appreciative Everything that we do as a church is a response from from love trust and being thankful and appreciative See what motivates me to be giving serving and growing as your pastor is that the love is that God is placing in my heart Love doesn't come into my heart. Just when I became a pastor I don't get special love deposits into my life just because I'm clergy or because I do full-time ministry. It's because I'm connecting with the heart and love of God, and His love is changing me. The trust that I have in the goodness of God, I trust in the goodness of God. I can tell you confidently today, I trust in the goodness of God. I may be going through a storm in my life, but I trust in the goodness of God. I trust in the promises that I find in His Word. I don't always see him come about as fast as I would like, but I trust in the promises that are in his word. And I'm thankful for what God has done for me. If God never did one more thing for me, I'm not sure if that English was right, but if he didn't do anything else for me, I could worship him throughout eternity. What he did on the cross alone is worth it all. But it's amazing, I'm also thankful for what he's doing in my life right now. All the miracles that I'm seeing take place. The, the daily health and all the wonderful things God's doing in my life. But I'm also thankful for what God is about ready to do in our hearts and lives. That's what motivates me as the pastor of this church. Now I have to confess to you today, it hasn't always been that way. There, there have been times when I used to get so frustrated when people weren't passionate about God. I did, I, I, I just didn't get it I didn't understand why people were always trying to talk themselves into giving and serving Why they wanted reasons for giving and serving And they wanted to know what was in it for them in giving and serving It's just a reflex All the, the things that we do for God, they're just a reflex it's, If giving and serving is a problem Then most likely the motive or the motivation is a problem also So just so you know, we don't get angry with people who aren't there yet Now I used to I used to have righteous indignation. But we don't. We don't get angry with people. We just go back to helping them understand God's motives. We help them understand that God is motivated by love. Everything that he's done, everything that he's doing, and everything that he ever will do is motivated by love. So if we can get people to understand what motivates God, it will have a positive impact on their life. And begin to create in them the motivation of love, trust, thankfulness and appreciation all those things are just a reflex See when you start thinking about all that God has delivered you out of The fact that he saved you the fact that he is your provider the fact that he's your protector The fact that he has put a shield of protection around you the fact today that as a child of God You are blessed and highly favored that he is your healer that he brought you up out of a pit when you begin to understand all that God has done for you, it turns the reflex on. You just begin to respond and it turns on the motivation of love, trust, thanksgiving, and appreciation. If you would, just for a moment, think about someone in your life that mentored you, that loved on you, that helped you when you were going through a difficult time. What is your heart towards them? It's love. Man, when I think about my parents, and I think of all that my parents sacrificed, man, it just makes me love my parents. See, it's how it works. Suddenly you'll find yourself loving them. And when we begin to understand this in the body of Jesus Christ, suddenly we begin loving the church. We begin loving others outside of the church. It isn't something that we have to make ourselves do. It's a reflex, Serving others, giving to others, loving on others is a reflex that is motivated by the revelation of God's love. Turn to your neighbor and say, it's a reflex. Turn to your other neighbor and say, it's a reflex. It's just a response. See, that's why we don't spend a lot of time focused upon our behaviors, which are just the fruit. We get to the root issue, and the root issue is the revelation of God's love. Do you know how perfectly... God loves you today. We can many times know it intellectually, but we think God's disappointed with us. We think God's mad at us. We think that we're having trouble in our life because of something that we've done wrong. Do you know how perfectly God loves you today? See, now we can see why the devil does what he does. Why he's always trying to get you to doubt God's love for you because if he can get you to think that God is a taker and he's holding out on you you won't live your life in alignment with his word it's a reflex living our lives in alignment with the Word of God is just a reflex when we understand the goodness of God but if you don't know that God loves you if you don't know that he has your best interest in mind you won't obey his word and then you'll be surprised when your life's in the toilet when it's in a pit See, when things are falling apart, it's because you're not following the plan of God. See, the way I was taught growing up is that if I follow the plan of God, the reward is the abundant life and the reward is eternal life. No, the the reward is built into following the plan of God. Following the plan of God is the abundant life. If you want to have a great marriage, follow the plan of God. If you want to have great relationships with somebody that you're going to marry, don't have sex outside of marriage. Follow the plan of God. Or we'll move to the other extreme where you'll think God's love for you is based upon the way that you perform. So that when you do right, you think that God loves you, but when you don't do right, you think that God doesn't love you. You don't do right to get God to love you. We do right because God loves us. Right behavior is a reflex of knowing how much God loves you. It develops trust in your life. It develops a thankful heart of God. I don't care what it is that I'm walking through. I know you love me. And if something is in my life right now that you have allowed, I know it's going to make me better. I'm not going to allow it to make me bitter. God, I'm going to follow after you and I'm going to keep trusting in you. So we don't love and give to and serve others so God will love us more. We don't do any of those things. We don't serve in the church so God will love us more so that he'll be saying, well done, thou good and faithful servant. We don't do any of those things. We do those things out of our heart that's a reflex of expression of God's love for us. Well, Pastor Richie, I don't really know about all this reflex stuff. I mean, is that really in the word of God? Next week, I'm gonna unpack this a little bit more, but I wanna close with this verse in 1 John chapter four. Kathy, if you'd go ahead and come on up. Here's what the... The writer writes in, God, under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, in this is love. Not that we loved God, but that he loved us. Keep that verse up there, but let me say something real quick. I've been in in worship services where we sing songs about us loving God, and people will be demonstrative, and there will be boisterous singing, I love you, Lord, I love you, Lord. And then I've been in services where we sing about God's love for us, and I've noticed there's a hesitancy about people. Because they're unsure about God's love for them. But look at what this verse says. In this is love. Not that we love God. But that he loved us. Here's the example. And he sent his son to be the propitiation. That means an atonement, an appeasement. Because of what Jesus did, he put us in right standing with God for our sins. Beloved, if God so loved us, we also ought to love one another. It's easy for us sometimes to get very frustrated with people. If you'll notice, most of the problems in your life deal with people. But we have to learn how to be so consumed and so filled with the love of God that that's what flows out of us. That's the reflex. That's the response. Listen, I'm not here today to beat you up because you're not responding well because I promise you, every person in this room from time to time does not respond well. But I'm here today to tell you, notice your reflexes. Listen, if you go through several days, several weeks, and you're just snappy and crabby, take a nap, get something to eat. Those are two things that, first of all, fix my crabbiness. But notice that your reflex is not right. Something's wrong on the inside. I need to go back and I need to meditate on God's love for me. How do I do that? I get up in the morning and I just say, God, thank you for loving me. God, thank you that you love me perfectly today in spite of the fact that I've missed the mark from time to time, in spite of the fact that I haven't always done right. God, you love me perfectly today. Thank you, God, for loving me. Thank you, God, today that I'm the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus, that I'm hidden in you, that when God the Father looks at me, he sees me in Jesus and he sees me perfect today. And when I begin to meditate on the love of God, suddenly the love of God begins to fill my heart and life. We're bombarded with so much hate Many times it's very subtle and just things on the news or things that that are happening in the office or the place that we work. We've got to go back to meditating on the love of God and understand how perfectly God loves us. When that happens, there's a reflex of love that starts happening. Suddenly we're ready to serve. We're ready to give. We're ready to help people. Suddenly we fall in love with the church because we recognize it's the body of Jesus Christ. It's the bride of Christ. And just like Jesus would protect his bride, we're here to protect the bride also. Say, God, thank you for loving me perfectly today. So I want to pray for you today. I want to pray too. This has been a presentation of Amarillo Fellowship, a community dedicated to spreading the love and hope of Christ. For more information and other podcasts, visit amarillofellowship.org.